Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast, And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life, while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger. And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Welcome into this Monday edition of Attacking Third. We have so much soccer for you today from a recap of the NWSL action this weekend and the WSL's opening match day over the weekend as well. But first off, I'm Jenny Chu here with Lisa Carlin, Jordan Angeli, and Darian Jenkins. And we're so excited to be here with you guys today. Everyone's looking fire. I know, I love where it fits. It's like everyone's personality today. I love it. Well, it I feel like we do this. Like, two people always match. It's you two with the, like, vesty look. Yeah, We've got the sweater dresses on. <laughs> this is um, true. There's always a Very mixed vibe. It's confusing about the weather in here. Because we're in, like, <laughs> yeah. tanks and you guys are in sweater dresses. And we win today the because record, yeah. it's freezing <laughs> today. Yeah, good for everyone to know that. Um, but let's go ahead and get started with these news because I know you guys are excited to talk all of these matches. We're going to go ahead and start in Spain where Alexia Putellas, Irene Paredes, and Misa Rodriguez were in court today to testify in the Luis Rubiales case, where the former Spanish Federation president is accused of sexual assault and coercion. So the details about this is that um, they're asked to testify about the coercion aspect. So we all saw what happened to Jenny Hermoso, but they're talking about, yes, Jenny Hermoso was asked to be in the video that Luis Rubiales put out after the fact, um, and he wanted her to say, oh yeah, no problem, there's no big issue there, and they are there to testify about that. Yeah, in the testification, these three players basically saying that Rubiales and the Federation, it was trying to convince them to say things and to convince Jenny Hermoso to say things that were not her own thoughts and her own words, which is probably the most crucial part of all of this because not only did the kiss happen on national television, but there were so many things that happened behind the scenes that all of her teammates were witness to. So the fact that Uh these three players are willing um, to stand up for their teammate, go in front of the judge, in front of court, 
during their season, right? Like these are professional players yeah. and their season's just started. They have a lot more to focus on than this, um, but they want to do this for Jenny Hermoso, for the national team, for the players and the young players that come after them and all of the generations to come for women. So it's horrible that we are continuing to talk about this uh, and these news updates will continue to come, but these players should be focusing on scoring goals and winning, yeah. winning matches, not this. Um, but the fact that they're doing it says a lot about the, the sisterhood that these players have with each other. The sisterhood is so important, but to understand the system at play there where they're trying to coerce her to say certain things I think is the most disheartening thing. They want her to come in the video and say it's fine, even though that's not necessarily how she felt at the time. And then they want her to come out and put out statements that she did not put out after the fact. And it's just all um, difficult to watch all of this unfold. And to think about... This is just what we're seeing now. Imagine mm -hmm. how long this has gone on. And imagine to the players that maybe don't have the same visibility that this national team has had, that this has been happening behind the scenes. So I think it's great that these players are going to court and testifying for this because I think it's going to trickle down and hopefully not go into the youth system and the players that are coming next. Um, but you're right. They should be focusing on celebrating their wins, this momentous thing that happened this right. summer. But this is where the attention's going. But hopefully this puts a stop to this toxic environment that this federation has had. That's all we can hope for, Darian, is mm -hmm. that this, this puts an end to all of this and um, hopefully moves us forward as a, a women's sport. Um, we move on to some good news, where Arsenal set a new league record uh, of attendance with 54,115 fans at the Emirates for the opening match of the season. An absolutely incredible turnout there. That's amazing. And it's not just this year's um, success by the English women's national team that I think um, propelled this. It's also last year and them winning the Euros and it's been a steady incline. But I, I think now you're starting to see England, which is traditionally a very men's dominated football uh, place, say, these women can ball and we want to go watch. So I love this new record. And I think we're only going to see it happen more and more and more. Uh, one of the reasons why Chelsea is calling to not play in the small stadium that they play in, because they want to also get these types of crowds in the heart of London, um, just on the other side. So um, I love this. It's a great start to the WSL season. So many people in attendance. It's a great point that they're playing in the men's stadium and that's why they have the capacity to make records like this and other teams are going to start advocating for that as well because the fan base is there. If you build oh, it, they yeah. will come. Mm -hmm. um, Kaylea Watt here in the NWSL has officially announced her retirement. The former Chicago Red Stars forward last played in the NWSL playoff semifinal where she tore her ACL. She was drafted second overall by the Houston Dash in 2014 from North Carolina. Don't, don't forget it, UNC. Uh, she played in Houston for six seasons before being traded to Chicago. Darian, yeah. what do you have to say about Kaylea Watt? I, you know what, I'm happy for her. I'm happy she's doing it on her own terms. Um, she's a player that I actually played against. Uh, we're both from Utah, and I played against her in high school. And I remember seeing her and just like being in awe of mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. well she played and how dynamic she is and her 1v1 ability. I took a lot of that and added it to my game after seeing her up close. And being able to play against her in the league, she's a force to be reckoned yeah. with. She scored so many goals. She's had a great U.S. Women's National Team career. And I'm just happy for her. I, I congrats, congratulations, Kalia. What a career. I, I will sure. never forget that 2016 season. She scored 11 goals in 10 matches. She was absolutely on fire. And that earned her a, a call up to the women's national team. 
She still holds the record for the fastest goal by a substitute, scoring 48 seconds into Ooh, her U.S. Women's National I Team debut. That. So, Kalia, congratulations. I know that there's a lot ahead for you. Um, you got a lot going on, and maybe we'll see you soon. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change the point there. <laughs> I also played with Kaylee Watt in college. Uh, she was a senior when I was a freshman. And just getting to watch the way that she processes, the way that she shoots. Um, we had them on, J.J. Watt and Kaylee Watt on um, talking about their Burnley uh, yeah. ownership. And I he was talking about playing goalkeeper against her and that he can't do it <laughs> oh my because gosh. her shot is so good. And this is someone who plays with their hands and yeah. stuff. And yeah. he was like, I won't do With it. a wingspan that's yeah. massive yeah. as well. Oh, like, he takes up half the goal. Yeah. He can She's a phenomenal on player. One, yeah. one of the best with the ball at her feet and what she could do She's cutting so up fast, a So fast, so quick, good, 1v1. She wants mm -hmm. to go at players. Um, Very quick. And, and her ability to change direction, too, is like mm -hmm. incredibly impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then she has a baby and priorities change and she became a free agent and there was a lot of opportunities open for her. And the fact that you know, she's choosing to retire is very cool. We, we talk yeah. about it a little bit on the show that how honored some of these players are yeah. that they have the choice to retire. Sure. And once you become a mom, priorities change and shift. And it's really cool to see that. Absolutely. We're excited to watch her next, chap next chapter unfold. Mm -hmm. um, but we're just getting started here on Attacking Third. When we come back, we're going to look at this WSL opening weekend and all of those results, including Mia Fischel's fantastic debut for Chelsea. Don't go anywhere. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's a good header, opening goal. What a moment for the new signing. Chelsea might score here anyway. It's Lauren James who finally gets her goal. Loomed up towards Williams and she's won it for Manchester United in the second minute of stoppage time. And Manchester United have surely won it. It was opening weekend in the WSL. We got some good action. Uh, the most important in my eyes is Mia Fischel coming out on her oh, debut and absolutely making the difference. Fireworks from Fischel. It was awesome. Squaring with her head, too. It's what you want to see. Yeah, she, wasn't Christine like big fish? Yeah. I, I'm going all day on big fish. And right away, it's Mia Fischel getting a goal in her first game. I didn't even think it was just the goal, okay? So beyond the goal, the way that she plays off, like the, they pass it into her and she just plays people off like a perfect number nine in that situation. Mm -hmm in like four different things inside the box, was I was like, oh, she's gonna combine for so many goals this season because Chelsea has yeah. the ability to combine like that. She's an incredible number nine. She can do it all. So I think you're spot on there. Oh, I'm so excited to continue to watch her play. Let's go ahead and watch those highlights uh, where Chelsea beat Tottenham two to one with Mia Fischel getting the opening goal here. Uh, incredible 
to see her get her debut. And there's that Ooh. header that Jordan was talking about. Easy peasy for her. This is not an easy header. Not at all. For her? No, just for anyone coming back <laughs> across the face of goal. Look at that excitement. And she, and then Lauren James was like, hey, don't forget that I exist um, and I do amazing things. Nearly as a, a well. goal line goal there. Yeah. And they don't call it, they keep it in play. And then, so easy, Jenny. She oh. just, like, one step passes that in. It's incredible to see how easy that looked for her. I mean, I keep saying things look easy, but they do make it look easy for Chelsea. And then Spurs gets on the score sheet off a mistake. Oh, she had such a great World Cup, and to see her make that mistake was sad. But this was um, after the match, Emma Hayes was celebrated, or they gave honor to her dad who passed away this week. Take a look at Arsenal Liverpool. The opening goal coming from Mira Taylor. This was three minutes after second half started. Her first pro goal ever. Look at the celebration from yeah. her. Truly incredible. And so Arsenal fall. Sounded like there's a lot of Tottenham fans there too. <laughs> uh, we're going to Aston Villa, Manchester United. And this was a goal right after a red card in this game. Kirsty Hansen, who played for United last year, gets a red card. And then Aston Villa, via Rachel Daly, get on the board first. And here's a scramble to the 79th minute. It's Lucia Garcia, who gets the equalizing goal. And then United was just peppering this attack. Get one in stoppage time here. A little deflection, but it's Rachel Williams nods it down back across. Really good finish for her and a big Big win for United in the opening weekend. And here we have West Ham versus Man City. And Lauren Hemp with the curler. She was knocking at the door early in the game. And then next we have Joe Ward Ooh. with a little sleek step over. I feel like that's the NWSL special. We see that a lot <laughs> in the NWSL. She gets her first goal for Man City, and they end up with a 2-0 win over West Ham. Really good start for City. I think they look yeah. strong in that game. Pretty good signing for them, bringing in Roard in the offseason. Only one in, signing, only and one. it works. <laughs> Playing pretty advanced there, too. Yeah, she's high up the pitch, but as you can see, I think she's so dynamic, and it's good to see that she's... I don't know. I, if I were the defender, I yeah. would have bit for that, too, and she would have been way past me. But it was a great finish. Both left foot curlers. That's why you were forward. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> I'm a horrible defender, I know. <laughs> what are um, some standout players that really stood out to you guys this weekend? I mean, me official. We talked about it at the top. I think she is going to fit into this Chelsea side really, really well. Um, I also, in watching the Aston Villa and Man United game, I really liked watching JC. Mm. She was explosive. She was creating chances, forcing opportunities. She didn't get on the board. She wasn't part of the goal-scoring opportunities that United had. However, the the player that she is going to develop mm -hmm. playing in England in the Super League and with United is going to be incredible. It's going to be so Because fun to she does her. it all. And uh, yeah. she has big shoes to fill with Alicia Russo leaving United in the summer. But they bring in Jesse, who is just has such knack for knowing where to be at the right moment. So w whether it is connecting the lines or pressing and, and trying to break the back line, she makes the correct decision in the, the right times. So yeah, she didn't get on the scoreboard. But I, I think that if you're a United fan, you're thinking, whew, we might have had the signing of, of yeah. the summer. When we talk about Manchester United, before we switch subjects there, I found Lucia Garcia, not just her goal, but just her play, so intriguing to watch. I mean, she's such a fighter. Like, the yeah. energy that she mm -hmm. brings to the table, 
just was like game changing for me. So Lucia Garcia was the player for me. Jordan. Yeah, you should watch her post game interview too because they'll give you a <laughs> chuckle of real yeah. honest stuff from Garcia <laughs> in the post game. But there is a there is a winning mentality about this United squad. Uh, you know, they're pressing to get top of the table this mm-hmm. year and I think you can only learn so much in opening weekend. I think you saw each team have some significant breakdowns, but there are some moments where you say see these teams attack and it's just off slightly in the attacking third, which there's going to be some there's going to be tons of goals in WSL mm-hmm. this season because the number of imports that came in that up the level is incredible. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And my favorite player to watch this weekend was definitely Lauren Hemp. I think she's had a great World Cup. She's done so well with the Lioness, the Lionesses, and she picked right up where she left off. And usually with attackers, there's kind of a lull when you've come off of a high. There's a, you're always riding a roller coaster of when you're in the zone, when you're not, and scoring goals or not. And she hasn't had any of those, knock on wood. <laughs> she's just been riding that wave. So it's great to see. I thought she was threatening the entire game. She created a lot of opportunities, not just for herself, but her teammates. And I'm glad she got on the scoreboard. Can I do one more player, Jenny? Absolutely. Pop off. Rachel Daly yeah, yeah, comes yeah. off being the yeah, golden yeah. boot last year. And she doesn't just score a goal. She scores a goal on a, on the heels of a red card for her team. So they're down a player. And this is just Rachel Daly mentality. Yeah. Finding a goal right after that to put her team ahead. They, they couldn't hold on to it. But I think from Aston Villa, we are going to see – that type of tenacity yes. from mm-hmm. this team this season. That's exactly what I thought. I know it's just match day one, and there's a very long season ahead of us in the Super League, but Villa wants to contend mm-hmm. for the title, and, and it's that type of mindset. Mm-hmm. Rachel Daly being able to say, who cares if we're down a player? Yeah. Let's get another goal. Let's put pressure on. Mm-hmm. Let's force saves from the opposition. Um, and bringing all Ebony Salmon coming into it as well. Like, I oh, think yeah. There's, Aston Villa's going to contend at the end of it. Yeah. They're a gritty team. Yeah. She brings that energy in Ebony Salmon as well. I, that's a scary team to go and play oh, against. Rachel they, Daly yeah. is they're terrifying to play against. Nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah. she's terrible she's to play against. She's terrifying to play against. No matter where she is on the field. <laughs> I know we went through highlights quickly, but I, I do think that Liverpool goal and the, that game, mm-hmm. the Liverpool-Arsenal um, game, we, we should talk a little bit more about it. And I, I think it was Drew Spence on the assist there, the Jamaican international who is from England decides to play with Jamaica, but she gets the assist for for a really big goal for Liverpool. Um, it felt like Arsenal couldn't find their footing in this match, which was surprising to me because you have this stadium packed. I saw Ian Wright um, say, "We when talking about the team, we, you know, this is a legend, right, for Arsenal. But he said, "We all we do is go wide and cross. It's predictable. One, love that he's using we in reference to the women's team. Well, he spoke a lot about the women's team. He's on broadcast for the women's totally. team. Totally. I know, but I just love that in- inclusion that he says that mm-hmm. but I do think it's a little too predictable from Arsenal yeah I mean it was and and Liverpool was able to hold off on that for especially the first 30 minutes of this match it was just cross 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 mm-hmm. shot 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 and Liverpool held on this was their road win I mean we talked about the sellout stadium and how that made history at the Emirates this weekend that was Liverpool's first away win since January of 2020 and they do it in Ooh, that God environment of 2020 2020 all right Liverpool <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good that's awesome them. you know those awesome. Arsenal fans wanted to come away with a win and well, for Arsenal I mean for Liverpool to yeah. have put in a better result there mm-hmm. uh, good for them and hopefully that they get they get some good crowds there too yeah absolutely what a I'm just happy it's back. What a great opening yeah. weekend. Lots of goals. So much football to watch, but like uh-huh. in a good way. Yeah. It was so exciting to like turn on the TV <laughs> and see women's football and all, like in a yeah. good way. Sometimes it's 
means too much, okay? <laughs> and it's not even done for the weekend. I know we're going to talk yeah. at WSL, but yeah. there's more we'll to come. That. We'll there's get more. to it. Um, <laughs> the end of WSL season may be winding down, but this weekend was full of drama as teams make their final bids for the playoffs. Stay with us. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast coming back the other way the keepers out Harwood's champ houston there's an injury at the end over the weekend in NWSL as teams fight to make the playoffs. Trinity Rodman, late goal winner. Uh, Michelle getting Hello. knocked out in that collision with the goalkeeper. Um, Alex, Morgan. Alex Morgan Alex scoring. Header. Finally, that's Alex Morgan's first goal for Clubber Country since May. Since May. And her team needed it this mm -hmm. weekend because with that, the go-ahead goal, uh, the doubles, the lead for San Diego, they clinch and they're they our first clinch. team. First yeah. team to clinch or eliminate. Yep. In, in, their, actually, in their second year of existence. And they made the playoffs last year. This is impressive. I just think of San Diego and where they're going. They're hosting mm -hmm. NWSL championship. And I would not want to play them right now in the form that they're in. So I, I think that's the biggest storyline of the weekend. Yep. Let's go straight into that storyline. Portland against San Diego Wave, where San Diego Wave clinches. And how about this from Jaden Shaw? The cutback to the top of the box. And Kira Caruso putting finish. it away. Yeah. And then Alex Morgan, the goal that you guys were talking about there. Lisa, you said they needed it since May. She redirects this header in to the opposite side, and there was no chance for Bella Bigsby to get there. It looks like Bigsby slips yeah. almost a yeah. little bit. It's a tough one, but good for Morgan to ultimately get that goal. I think Bigsby's going to watch that back and be pretty disappointed in herself. Um, it, I'm not sure what happened. It was a slip, a trip. Yeah, it, it's unfortunate because she made a couple of saves. She was sprawled out, right hand pushes it away from, from the top corner. So 
unfortunately, it was a pretty good performance from Bixby. Just that one moment is going to be looked at and um, evaluated very yeah. heavily. Overall, this is a San Diego Wave team who has been talked about a lot this year. Mm -hmm. I thought this was their most complete performance I agree. Of, of the year. Yeah. They were solid defensively. They were really good in high pressure moment, high high pressure up the field, winning the ball back higher up the field. They were effective in the final third. They're scary right now, mm -hmm. and what they can do is, is intimidating. What was so impressive about why San Diego was able to be this complete team this week, right in match day twenty, ultimately or, or nineteen, mm -hmm. is that. Their game is predictable. They play long. They like to win the ball back high. They move really quickly. Their center backs are going to look to go direct and find the ball in over the top. But they were really effective at it. So although it was predictable, every pass was on the spot and on the mark. I was about to mark, say, everything you're describing it, there is how the goal was. But Yes, and that's why. Because although it was predictable, it, they made Portland look silly at times because it was done with such precision mm, and care of the ball, which really we hadn't seen done for a complete 90 minutes from this side. I, I would agree with you, but I would also counteract it and say, they also played through the lines a lot more than That's they have. That's what I was yes. going to say. They yeah. played through the lines a lot more, and I think it helps. Danny Colaprico has been excellent for them, but now with Danny Colaprico, Emily Van Eggman finally healthy and able to play a significant amount of minutes, it allows Colaprico to get a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. Jaden Shaw now comfortable in the in the 10. It is a 4-3-3 from Casey Stoney, or a 4-2-3-1, which she's tinkered with formations all season. I think this was nearly her best 11 that she can put out. I agree, and I think the two ways that they scored the goals goes to your point of that they actually played through the lines. They broke them down, and then mm -hmm. they were quick to get the ball in front of goal. And I just say, Alex Morgan's finish, that is Nasty. tough. <laughs> that was so tough. And, yes, it wasn't the cleanest. And Bella Bixie, she slipped. Like, I think if she hadn't lost balance, she would have saved it. I'm just there was, the there wasn't the a lot of power on it, but the there technique. Wasn't. The, mm -hmm. mister, but yeah, the, the direction, direction that she was able yeah. to get it back on frame and put it away, I think, was really good for her confidence. I think since the World Cup, she's – been a little bit low. She came immediately back and started playing. So I'm happy she got that. And I think perfect timing going mm -hmm. into playoffs for them. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. For San Diego to start finding their form, and you're saying that this is the best 11 they've put out and the best performance they've put out. This is great timing. If you're heading into playoffs, you've already clinched. You're heading into the playoffs, finally finding a perfect rhythm, being extremely clinical. I mean, this is a good look for San Diego Wave with the hosting as well. Uh, we move on to Gotham against Houston. Darian, I know you were on that call, so take these. Oh, I was. Congratulations. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, the, the baddies and against Houston. Yeah, so here in the first half, Lynn Williams with a shot from about 35 yards away and Jane Campbell stood on her head this match, mm. especially in the first half. She kept Houston in it because Gotham was knocking on the door the entire game. And then we have a little flick from Nichelle Prince that goes to Elozier where she's able to put it away. And it was a shock because Gotham had all of the momentum in the match and Houston was, you know, one of those games where you're not having any possession of the ball. It's hard to get touch close to any sort of defender. And here, a little bit controversial. Was it a foul on Mitch Purse? We don't know. But Elozier gets this touch and chips it over Manhattan, who wipes her out. Oof. Wipes her out. And Jordan, I'm going to set you up. Please explain to me and the public why that's not a red card from Mandy Hot. Well, well, it's a really good, first of all, a really good finish by Elozier. Here, here's the shots for Gotham and you could see they were just peppering the goal. Jane Campbell did have a really big game, which she she's been great in yeah, that for Houston. They have given up the least amount of, of goals. 
in NWSL, so they've had a really good season. But going back to that play specifically, Alozia gets away, and there is controversy, and we should get to the controversy before the play happened, but specifically when Alozia chips the goalkeeper and she gets taken out, it would be considered a dog, so moment, a denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. But because they let the play be advantage, Mm -hmm. then it downgrades it to a yellow card. You get the goal. Mandy Hout got a yellow card in saying that. If that was called right on the spot and the play was dead because of the dog so uh, foul, then it would have been a red card. But because advantage play was played and the goal happened, they give the goal, they give the yellow, and we move on. So thank you, Christina Uncle, for explaining that in the MLS game this Shout weekend out. as well. But <laughs> I want to go back even before that because yeah. the reason that Houston wins the ball is because Mitch Purse mm-hmm. is – about to go to goal, and she gets tripped up about 10 yards outside Gotham's attacking And 18. everybody goes, Everyone everybody. puts their arm up. Instead, Houston gets the ball, and it's one pass into Alozia, who then gets the goal. Mm-hmm. Because the goal is scored, they can go back and look at that initial yes. foul, correct? Mm-hmm. They can, and I do think that they missed this opportunity to go look at the foul because it's the attacking phase of play, because that's where the attacking phase of play started with the foul. It should have gone to VAR. Yeah. It should have been looked at. And, and it did and because it was, it was a goal. Yes, yes, a goal. Right. It was yeah. a goal, but there was so much around how the goal was scored, not the play a yep. couple before. of plays before. Yeah. So if the goal didn't go in, would they have stopped that play and potentially given the red card? Red card. But yes. because they gave the advantage, yes. it was only a yellow card. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for breaking that down. You're welcome. Look at you. <laughs> Christina, <laughs> Uncle, look at, look at this. Um, <laughs> Lisa, can we move on to Washington Spirit against Casey Current where Trinity Rodman finish the game off. Yeah, this was a really big opportunity for Kansas City to uh, kind of bolster themselves up in the standings, not get eliminated. It starts with Michelle Cooper, a little slip pass through from Mace. Cooper gets tripped up inside the box. Of course, it's Dabinia. She's seven for seven from the spot. Also earlier this year, scored a PK against Kingsbury in Kansas City's match as well. This is a corner kick opportunity. Saar gets her first NWSL goal. It is a beauty. Through traffic. It is so well done. This is the extra time at the end of the game. Trinity Rodman just streaking down that left side and she goes near post. We were a little confused at first if it went through the five hole or not. It didn't. You like that celebration? I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. She always has new ones. I, I appreciate that uh, about her. I appreciate the, the entertainment aspect. I thought yeah. this game was going to be like seven to five. Yeah. In the first ten minutes, it was like <laughs> It was so fast and so transitional. It's how both of these sides like to play. Mm-hmm. Kansas City, though, was yeah. the better team on the day. I, I I didn't think that Washington spirit, they are so aggressive in the way that they want to go forward that sometimes it's reckless mm-hmm. and it, they, they don't care for the ball. And I, I want a little bit more care for the ball, mm-hmm. but the spirit knew what they needed. They needed three points desperately. So how would you say that the Washington spirit plays and you're saying that, you know, Kansas city had a better game or you prefer their, their mm-hmm. style of play. What does Washington spirit do that kind of turns you off? Maybe it's uber direct. Yeah. They don't get care. the ball and they go, they don't need to have possession of the ball. They're okay. Um, dumping it long, losing possession of it, and then having a counter press that tries to win it back. But as Jordan mentioned, it can stretch out Washington really well. And I think Mm -hmm. Kansas City did a great job of keeping possession of Mm -hmm. the ball. They dominated possession, especially in the first 45, playing it between the lines, looking to get in behind. They had Haley Mace as their number nine, Mm -hmm. which is crazy, but she's got speed and physicality, and she's the one that played the slip pass through to Cooper Mm -hmm. to draw the PK. Uh, Shout out Alex Loetta, because... She might be coming into that national team conversation as a six. She was excellent in this game with her distribution. So, 
Well, it's interesting to hear that about Washington Spirit and, and because Mark Parsons didn't have that style of play when we talk about Portland Thorns and when he was there a few years ago. And then obviously he didn't have success when he went to the Netherlands. But things have obviously changed in his, in his game plan and, and for Washington Spirit to be... As it is, it's the players that he has, Yes, a lot of it has to do with personnel because you do look at the front three that Mark Parsons has. Now Saar is slotted in there. We've Mm -hmm. got Trinity Rodman, Ashley Hatch. You've got Ashley Sanchez in behind. It's a lot of speed in that front line, and I think he's trying to utilize that. But to the player's point, Trinity Rodman wants to be on the ball more so than she wants to be chasing it in behind, and and she's better on the ball. I also think it's kind of a play of desperation. They're trying to – get these points, just keep the ball up the field, keep the ball up the field as much as they possibly can. So I think that goes into the style of play that they are mm, playing Very right interesting conversation. Um, let's move on to Chicago Red Stars against Racing Louisville. Jordan. Yeah. This was uh, really a must win for both teams as we've seen these last three games. And it's a goal or a shot here off the crossbar from Kayla Fisher. Um, Really good opportunity for racing. And then in the 33rd minute, we saw this exact play earlier in the game. It's Bianca St. George finding that gap between Pickett and Ursig. And then who does that? Who goes near post (laughs) upper 90? She gets up and over Katie Lund, which is not easy with the I six like foot one goalkeeper cross that and she always she try to go cross it um a big big win for Chicago and mm-hmm. I think they're going to be one of the teams who are not going to go out without a fight mm-hmm. because we we heard from Alyssa Nair after the match saying we knew that there was going to be a new owner back in April and it was just waiting 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 it does not surprise me. They start getting game, wins and draws when they're undefeated in four. And that's right that's around the time Ricketts. they get the new ownership. So um, I'm just happy for this team that we get to see them actually play because when they have the ball, they're very fun to play, mm-hmm. uh, to watch because they want it and they want to play through the lines. It's really important to consider the circumstances that the team and the players are going through at some points because I know that, you know, we were talking on uh, the morning show sometimes about Chicago struggling and struggling and struggling. But at the same time, when you think about the the deeper layers of what they were going through at the time, um, it plays into that. And to see them succeed now that they've been sold and that they have a better environment and a better owner, um, it's great to see that. But let's go ahead and look at the NWSL table as it stands now. There's still a game to be played today. But if we take a look at the rankings post this weekend, San Diego Wave taken number one from Portland Thorns. And um, we see all of the movements that have happened thus far. <laughs> Only one so, team has clinched. Yeah. It is so tight. There are two games left in the year. And, and you know what that leaves us with? Nobody's eliminated. Yeah. 11 points top to bottom. Amazing. And that leaves Ten us with po- yeah. a lot of playoff clinching scenarios heading into this weekend. Okay, so before this weekend, uh, Jenna let us know that... 729 possible outcomes. You didn't say it with the two, the two exclamation points behind <laughs> Sorry. it. I'm just kidding. 729 <laughs> No, possible that's outcomes. not girl math. <laughs> yeah. It is not girl and math. And Cindy said this is not girl and, math. And then even San Diego Wave putting out, because they're the one and only team to clinch, saying, hey, out of 729 scenarios, this is the one we want to get. <laughs> that's amazing. Good for them. Good for them. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're going to have CBS Sports reporter Sandra Herrera breaking down all things NWSL and we're going to be talking about some chaos. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. We now have the one, the only, Sandra Herrera with us to talk NWSL and chaos. Sandra, we've all heard of power rankings, but what are chaos rankings? <laughs> it's fun. They're spooky. <laughs> They're scary. It's October. Happy October, everybody. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm rocking my fall fit. Got my beverage. You gotta, cool. you gotta be ready for all of the things that October can bring. It's the most wonderful time of the year, especially if you're watching NWSL, because we know that it always comes down to the last final weeks. And I don't know if we've ever had a season like this where nearly every team is content in contention for a playoff spot with just a couple weeks remaining. But we always take a look at that upper half of the table. Where are the positions gonna lie? Who's gonna end up clinching a home playoff? Maybe the the week one bye for the semifinal. But I figured it was a really good opportunity for us to get a chance to talk about the bottom half of the table. What's going on within some of these teams in those uh, lower half of the six for, for the standings and where they can lie and who has the opportunity to really kind of shake some things up. I love this, Sandra. This is just <laughs> so much fun, um, and you're the perfect person to do this. So taking a look at the bottom half of the table, which team do you think could shake things up and cause a little chaos? I got a few, and I said, if I have to rank him, I'm going to go with Orlando as, as number four if we're doing a top four here. I think we're going to find out a lot uh, tonight, but when it, they go up against Angel City, I think it's a really tough loss on the stretch here where they don't have Viviana Villacorta moving forward. This is a player drafted to the team just a few years ago, really one of these first pieces that Orlando has wanted to have to kind of build up a core around their team to kind of make sure that they've got a future in front of them. And they've added some really good pieces in the meantime, right? Bringing in Adriana and then going and drafting Messiah Bright. But what are they going to have in the tank down the stretch? And I think if any, if we've seen anything in these final uh, weeks of a season in NWSL, it really does come down to these middle thirds. Who are the teams that are going to be able to be more patient on the ball, be able to retain that control of uh, possession, control the tempo of the game. And I'm a little curious of what that's going to look like without uh, a Villa Corta moving forward. So I've got them at number four. I like that, Sandra. And going forward into spot number three, you have to think a team that is 11 unbeaten and playing this Orlando squad tonight. Angel City has already been a little bit of chaos over the last couple of months trying to get themselves into the playoffs. Why'd you pick them at number three? I would have to say this was this was tough. I was like, they, they should be the number one team for me, right? But um, I feel like they've kind of started ringing that chaos bell a little bit early in that earlier part of the second half of the season when things really started to take off. I mean, we saw interim head coach Becky Tweed come in and the team responded to her presence uh, both on and off the field. They're 11 unbeaten, like you said, Jordan. But I'm again, I'm a little curious of what it's going to look like when you have these two teams, Orlando and now Angel City, going head to head in what really is going to be a bit of a playoff type of feel for this game. So, how does Angel City respond to that? How is how are their uh, you know their their big marquee players going to to deliver in these moments? We saw that availability report. Uh, you know, Amadian Ri is available. How many minutes can she give for this team? And is this a little bit of an X factor for this Angel City team moving forward? And I think when you're a team that not only has this incredible streak, incredible record behind you, when you've got a little bit of mis uh, mystique behind you and someone like Amadian and how and will and what will she look like? 
like on the pitch, I think you have a little bit more chaos to, to sort of contribute to uh, these final couple weeks. So I've got them at number three because maybe depending what happens tonight, things can change mm -hmm. when we check back in on these on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Sandra, I have a couple ideas of who could be your number two because it's so on-brand NWSL. You never know what's <laughs> going to happen every week. It's total chaos. So tell us about your number two and why they got that position. Look, I'm going to go with the Chicago Red Stars at number two. We're talking about these incredible streaks in the league right now, and Angel City probably has the biggest one at this moment. But Chicago is also, uh, you know, undefeated or don't have a loss in their last uh, four games either. And I think while they have a ton of things in front of them, clubs who've got more points, clubs who've got more depth, clubs who probably have better paths or stronger paths to a playoff, they have absolutely become a team that you do not want to play in the final weeks of this season. We got to see them get this narrow 1-0 win against Racing Louisville, another team that was is within this bottom half of the table. Needed to come in here into Chicago and say, we need to get three points. Kim Bjorkgren ahead of that previous match against Houston saying to media, this is going to be our most important game. They dropped that game. Now they go on the road into Chicago drop another one. It's it's not looking good for racing, and maybe it's because of some of the opposition that they faced. When you have a kind of a streaking or peaking team like Chicago being able to kind of organize you a little bit to death, and that can be really frustrating, I think, when you go up against some of those individual players on the pitch. Bianca St. George's with the game winner, Alyssa Nair with the shutout, speaking to us at the end of the game, saying they are in a good place. This team feels like they're playing with a lot of freedom, a lot of hope, a lot of good energy. When we were looking for a vibe check, they both agree that this team is in a much better place and they have been all season. And when you're a team that is going up against opposition that are also in a similar playoff push and you're the one with nothing to lose, that's a dangerous team to face. And I think that's Chicago's position right now. It's good to hear that Chicago is in a good place with their new owners in place now, uh, Sandra. But you got to tell me who's number one on this list now that you've told us how chaotic the other three are. <laughs> I'm going to go with the dash because I think they're a little bit of a sleeper pick. I yes. think folks are high still on Angel City. They're high on Orlando Pride. Uh, these are, uh, you know, teams that even racing Louisville that there's a lot of folks who are high on them coming off of that Challenge Cup runner up appearance. And maybe this Houston dash team has lost a little bit of, uh, of smoke or that attention. And that's another reason why, similar to Chicago, a team with nothing to lose, they're a dangerous squad to face. They picked up a massive win against a playoff contending team in Gotham FC and they did it without Diana Ordonez, Maria Sanchez, who has been arguably their best player MVP caliber for Houston Dash this season, coming away, getting a few stitches of her own, making sure she's getting it done against the other playoff competition in front of them. So equally to Chicago, uh, similar to them, I don't think a team wants to play Houston Dash right now if they are playing with a little bit uh, of revamped energy under interim head coach Sarah Loden and now with these players bought in with the final two weeks. All right, Sandra, so you gave us these four sides that can cause the chaos, and that can mean a lot of different things, whether they're knocking teams out of the playoffs, knocking them out of the shield race. But of these four sides, are any of them in the running to make the playoffs? 
Yeah, I think right now the strongest case is going to go to Angel City and then probably Orlando Pride, in my opinion. This is absolutely an I feel statement. <laughs> Tons of people are probably going to disagree or probably hope that someone else is going to make um, things more chaotic along the way. But I think you have to look at a couple things. You have to look at, yes, the chaos meter, but you also have to look at current form and how teams have been presenting uh, themselves on the pitch. And I think Angel City probably has all of those right things at the right time to maybe, just maybe, Maybe knock someone out of that six spot. Well, Sandra, thank you so much. There's going to be so much more NWSL coming up next. Thank you for giving us that preview of all the chaos, Sandra. All right, thank you guys so much for joining us on Attacking Third today. This is just a quick reminder. We're not going to be on on Wednesday. We'll be back on Friday at our regular time. We'll see you then.